Hello everyone, I'm Reverend Carla. Welcome to Spirituality Matters. And let's settle in to find that sacred space between here where I am and there where you are and be reminded that the holy transcends our physical bodies. And our time together is just as sacred and meaningful as if we were sitting beside one another. Okay, let's get started. Today's podcast is titled Reflection. This is a good time. This is the final week of 2020, and it's very easy to just get distracted and start thinking about 2021, but especially after this past year, where I think one of the most common things I've heard is 2020 has been the longest five years of my life, we might wanna just go running to 2021. But the reality is a lot of what arrived in 2020 is going to be carried with us into 2021. So the way that we can ensure that we are more prepared, that we are better prepared, that we are grounded, and that we can face some of what's going to happen in a new year is by reflecting on what just happened to us. So in this final month, this is a a perfect time to discuss the importance of this. And the reason why it's important is because sometimes during this final week, it's very easy to just say, okay, here are my here are my six resolutions for the next year. And statistics tell us that by the end of January, 97% of those resolutions will fail. It's something like that. It's ridiculous. I think it's even like January 17th that most of those resolutions will, will fail. And the reason that this happens is because we don't do the, the work that we need to do to get ready for them. And I've been talking about this throughout this month, but what today is going to focus on is saying, looking back and saying, okay, what exactly did not work for me and how we can get ready for it. And we're, I'm going to invite you actually into a ritual or contemplative practice later on so we can see um, how this can help you get ready for this. So that's what this is. And we already know that by the time you you hear this podcast, the majority of the traditional holidays that especially we celebrate here in America will be past us. So, and, and again, because of the pandemic, we're, this is going to invite us into new years, but uh, new experiences. But what also happens between the time of the, the winter solstice or Christmas and the new year, people are tearing their house down to put to tear down decorations, organize things that because we got new things coming in and we got to organize closets and things like that. And it's very easy to get distracted and forget that the holy is knocking on the door. The sacred is sitting right here, inviting us into an intentional reflection what opportunity we have to look at our lives, look what didn't serve us very well, and make sure that as we consider the things that we wanna change in 2021, we can look back through this looking glass and see what exactly we know that we want to get rid of. So the reason, one analogy that came up to me as I was doing the preparation for this podcast is, Back in the day, back especially here in America, where we were um, as settlers going and starting to m- migrate west, we there it was very traditional that people would come upon new land. And I just need, I'm feeling very convicted here to say that nothing was new. The indigenous people of the land would have owned it. They would have been pushed out of the way to create these, quote, opportunities that um, mostly white Europeans were taking to, to claim the land. But what they would do then, they would come in and they were homesteaders and they were, they were 
commissioned by the government to go, go start heading west and putting a stake in the ground. And so if anybody else came along, they would say, oh, okay, someone has claimed this, this land. So they would know don't, they would look for uh, corresponding uh, stakes in the ground and they would know, okay, this all of this land is spoken for by somebody. They're going to come back and they're going to build here. And that's literally how they did it. They just started putting stakes in the, in the ground and that's how they did. They were claiming it as their own. Now, the reason why this is important is there's elements of 2020 that you probably want to leave behind. At least I hope so. I know for me personally, it showed some things about me that I know that I no longer want to carry with me, especially during the time where we were, where, we, where our country really um, hunkered down, even though I was in a very intense writing season, I know that there were several times where I was relying on very unhealthy e eating habits and really consuming a lot of carbs as part of my comfort. Now, I'm not judging myself about that, but long-term as someone who's definitely in my, my crone, my goddess, my wisdom years, I need to be careful about how my body won't, back, ba won't bounce back like it did when I was in my 20s. I need to consider habits and patterns that are that feed my not only my soul but my physical body so that when these kinds of things happen I'm not reverting back to certain things those are stakes that I no longer want in my life anymore I need to pull those up and look at new things that I need to do so consider this reflection exercise as looking back and saying okay what stakes in my life no longer serve me and as i look towards 2020 what are some new ones but you got to work for them you got to move towards them to and claim them as your as your own so again just like last week where we went through the uh, winter solstice ritual today's practice might require a little bit of intention and that doesn't mean that you don't you, you can multitask, you can go for a run while you're listening to this podcast, but it also might be distracting for you. So if you catch yourself as I'm going to be, in a few minutes, I'm going to be asking you some questions, it might be easy for you to start rationalizing the answers. And last week, please go back and listen. That might give you some perspective where I tell the story of a spiritual client who one of the answers to my questions, he wanted ice cream, which really led back to a time when he felt safe and comforted and seen and loved by grandparents who fed him ice cream on a daily basis, those questions are cues for you, those answers are cues for you that point you to something else. If we're distracted by some of these answers, then we might miss a perfect opportunity for something that really no longer serves your highest good. That is where your true wisdom lies in your for your life. And I would also invite you, when I get ready to start this, this practice, this is, um, there's going to be a lot here. And I, I know even for me, when I do these kinds of practices, I might have to hit pause and just think about this question. And I'm intentionally doing this in a way where you're going to have to either sit down and write these questions out or take one or two questions at a time and then take a take a break away from it. I'm not going to make a downloadable PDF of this. This is really better done in a visual, I'm sorry, an audio way where you're thinking about this, taking it in, so that we're, we're creating like an audio experience for you so you can consider what immediately is rising for you for the right at that moment. 
So what I'd like you to consider as we, as we start these questions is, what is rising for you? But more importantly, what is asking for light? And what that means is, just like I admitted a while ago about my comfort eating and really going crazy on the carbs during that, to- that last season of writing, that wasn't something that I really wanted to admit. I love some of my comfort foods. But I also realized what they were doing to my body and what they were also doing to my mind because that kind of sugar is a real rush for me and then I ended up needing more. So I also knew that in order for me to be, to have a more sustainable eating practice, something that was going to sustain my body, I needed to face that. So it's not always about looking exterior on the exterior sometimes when we start these practices we go into them thinking someone is doing harm to you someone in your life is toxic somehow we we if because if we can wear that victim mentality mode then it's easy to reflect it out and say well who needs to change around me or who do i need to change around me in order for my life to be more more grounded to be more happy do you see what happens there all of a sudden, you're not responsible for how you're showing up. So when I ask you, what is asking for light? That's asking for what's inside you, not for your partner or your spouse or your colleague or your neighbor or your child or your parent. This is what's inside you. What are you avoiding? Where in your life does your heart need space? I want to say that again. Where does your heart need space? So where is there, are there experiences in your life where you're suppressing something that you're feeling that's asking you to consider some emotional responses that you're having? Where is your, where is your soul being silenced? Out of all of these questions, the last one is probably the most important. Because if you are silencing your soul, then more than likely it's trickling down to other aspects of your life. So if all of these questions feel overwhelming and you need to answer these questions through the lens of how your soul is being silenced, then I would invite you to do that. Because the reality is that every day we, in every one of our circumstances, everything that we face in our lives, we are facing choices where we have the opportunity to suppress our emotions, suppress how we feel, not use our voice, compromise our values, not take accountability for our own actions, not for our own inner growth. And 2021 is inviting you to a new you. A new year, new you. That is so glib, but really, it's not. It's not about new makeup or hairdo or a, an exercise regimen. Even though that's all important, this is about your inner workings. So the first thing we can look at is ritual. So this is if you just said, okay, I know that for 2021, creating ritual around how I show up may be some uh, an easy change that I can do. So maybe once a week, I'm going to make sure I take an, a contemplative walk. Maybe that's where you come back to this podcast and keep working on these things. This isn't something that ha- just has to be done this week. And that's another mistake that we often make. We make those, we plant those, those um, 
stakes in the ground for the first of the year and do nothing to nurture them. And we, so we don't go back and consider how our lives are changing, how we have changed, even if we've put these resolutions in place and we're actually working towards them. We don't consider what other things need to change or what else is coming up alongside that. And I know for the years, especially when I was uh, deconstructing from my religious trauma, I would think I was doing really well looking forward to my next seminary experience and working with my dean because the first year was really a lot about untangling from from things so that you understood how you showed up. And I often thought, man, I'm doing good this month. I can't wait to meet with my dean. And then to find out I was just a wreck because I hadn't seen something. There was a roadblock there and she and I were able to work through one more layer of healing, one more layer of insight. So this might be something that you con- that you continually come back to for this podcast until you get through all the questions or you've worked through whatever is being asked to, for you to consider. And you're going to know it. If you if you hear one of these questions, you go, mm, I'm not going there yet. Man, that, that's actually a really good thing. At least you're recognizing that and you're going to come back to it at an- another time. I just invite you not to forget it. Put it. Put a stake in the ground and come back to it. Don't forget that stake is there. So creating ritual around this, maybe once a month, that that's all you have time for, that's great. Take these questions and each month say, okay, how am I doing? I'm one month into 2021. I'm into two months. How am I doing here? How am I showing up? Have I been doing the work? That's another good way to look at this. Okay, so no matter how you do this, let's just decide if you're going to do a journal, you're going to do it audio, whatever whatever works for you, that's absolutely fine. Pay attention to the places that you're refusing to answer. Pay attention to the first responses and don't rationalize those. Let's just see what comes up for you. If you get stuck and this absolutely you, you refuse to, to work on this, just remember that you got stuck. Something happened with ego that is protecting you. You're going into fight or flight and something's there. That may actually require an an intense spiritual care session or even I would encourage you to look at mental health to help you with that. You're being invited into something because 2020 has uncovered so much of what wasn't working for us that 2021 deserves the best of you. It deserves the best of you. So like this is, uh, I consider you'll, you'll hear people talk about a spiritual muscle, but what this is like is, we'll, yes, we'll put in exercise regimens, we'll put in better eating habits or whatever it is that you want to say, no judgment on any of that, but we have to, we have to put in this work. We have to commit some, some facet of how we're going to exercise, massage, nurture, enrich, bring alongside whatever it is, our spiritual growth. And that's what this opportunity is for you. Okay, one more reminder to not get overwhelmed. Use the space however you want as we begin this exercise. And I want you to think on every one of these questions, if it's a, how do you rate? We're gonna use a scale of one to 25. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I'm asking one to 10 everybody, we all do that. But one to 25, you really gotta give it thought. And then you can always come back later and see if you change those answers, okay? So let's take a deep breath together. And the first thing I'm gonna ask you is, how do you rate 2020? With one being the worst, 
and 25 being the absolute best. No judgment here. This is between you and your soul and the divine. How do you rate 2020? How do you rate it as an individual? And then how do you rate it as a community? And you get to define community. And that, there might be different layers there. And once again, pause. Give this as much space as you need. So everything we're asking here is in reflection of 2020. But also something else might rise for you. Allow that to come forth. So with this next question, what were my biggest moments of success? And why do you consider that your biggest moments of success? And then, of course, conversely, what are your biggest moments of failure? And why? Now, moving to relationships, how have your relationships been blessed this year? And I'm speaking specifically in how you have blessed your relationships. How have they been strained? How have they ceased to exist? Now here I want you to pause a minute because I can already tell you from my own experience and from people around me, so many people who did not use their voice have found their voice in 2020. So boundaries have been established, growth has occurred, and because of that, relationships have changed. So this is your opportunity to consider, go back and think about how your relationships have been blessed, how they've been strained, how they've ceased to exist, and how you're comfortable with your boundaries within those. There's no, there's no room for guilt here, beloved. We're only looking at what you've done and what needs to rise for you to continue on your journey to your highest good. So keep going through those several questions until you've worked through all your relationships in your life that are important to you. Is there someone in your life that you wish you were closer to? If, and if so, who is that? Did 2020 have an impact on them not being as close? And what steps could you take to make that happen? And I'm, I'm going to qualify that, even though this isn't here in the notes. Something just came up for me. The question was, what, could, what steps could you take? But I'm going to qualify it by saying, if it's safe for you. So in other words, let's, not, let's be careful that we're not moving back into harmful patterns just because we wish somebody was closer to us. There's no compromising here. We're moving to our highest good. Use your highest good as your beacon, those, those stakes in the ground where you know you want to go. Are there relationships or someone specifically that you need to release from your life? And if so, what steps do you need to take so that you're no longer responsible for that person or the relationship? Okay, let's just spend a moment with career. If you have faced challenges, how did you meet those challenges? 
and there's no judgment there. If you have regrets, lay them out. What would you do differently if 2021 is inviting you to look at your, your career? What would you do differently? What stake out there is out there for your career that you're going to go towards? And claim it as your own. Now, if your job doesn't f uh, feed you spiritually, many of us have have jobs that are able to do that. Um, I'm blessed to to do that. I haven't my entire life. But if your job doesn't feed you spiritually, how are you feeding yourself spiritually? There, it's absolutely okay to be in a job that's just for your physical needs, that takes care of you financially. It's financially rewarding and allows you to move into your your, your personal life in ways that blesses you in so many ways. But if you're looking for your, your career to reward you spiritually and emotionally, and it's disappointing you, are you putting, are you putting wrong priorities or un, unreasonable expectations towards job where you're, because your spiritual life isn't fed in your personal life? life. So this is a time to detangle untangle that and look at see what's what's reasonable inside your career life and your personal life and how those two kind of ebb and flow together. Okay, what happened to your body this year? How do you feel that you nurtured it? Have you been kind to it? Have you fed it? Have you allowed it to be rest? to receive rest. What would you consider in 2021 to be things that you can claim and go beyond just a general term of exercise or more sleep? Think about specific things that you can do. Are there any moments in 2020 that just feel so heavy and let that question just whatever rises up there's no judgment whatever moments feel so heavy and are they really yours are you reacting is your connection to it an overconnection that's actually a signal to something in your own life that needs to be addressed this is going to take some time beloved but spend some time with this. There's been a lot of chaos around politics and the virus and all kinds of tension inside our world. So just keep going. What's what really weighed heavy on you this year? And how can that not impact you so greatly in the future? Or, that, or if it does, how do you move towards action towards it? Is that a calling on your heart? to become more involved. I would ask you to consider how you've changed as a person because, oh, you've changed. You might not be aware of it. Your habits might all be the same. You might be getting up at the same time, and but you have changed. How have you changed? And then how does this next year feel? How do you feel towards it starting? About it getting here? Use any words that you want and then why? What does 2021 look like and mean to you?
Okay, I know that those questions can feel big, heavy. And again, I invite you to go back over and over, repeat them until you feel that you have answers, until it's led you to a journey to be ready to understand how 2020 is planting the seeds for 21. This is also an opportunity to, do, to let go of what no longer serves your highest good. So as we conclude this, I would ask you to define, just take one word, one word, and, and I'm going to ask you what is arising for you. As you consider all of these questions, what is arising for you? Now I'm going to, if you've never done a contemplative practice like this, I'm going to offer you some words because it, there might not be things coming up to help you describe it. But I want you to, if you use these questions as a contemplative exercise for a while, at the conclusion of all of them, at, just ask yourself what is arising. Because that can kind of give you also another bit beacon to say, okay, if I'm feeling fear, then maybe there's something back there that I need to revisit. Or if I'm feeling unsettled, maybe there's something there that I didn't quite give enough time. So is it fear? Is it concern? Is it anxiety? Do you have peace? Ooh, I hope so. Peace would show that you're completing some of the work and you're getting some wisdom. Do you have excitement? Do you have anxiety or dread? Do you have a weariness? And weariness, I'm just going to pause there because weariness is, a, is actually a good thing. Because sometimes that means that we're getting ready to arrive in a place of vulnerability. And I, Brene Brown's wisdom on vulnerability is so good because if we can show up knowing that we're vulnerable and broken and willing to be seen as who we are, oh, that's authentic living, beloved. Look for those clues. Are you feeling warmth? Are you feeling love? Are you feeling loved? Just spend time with that. And blessed be. Okay, there's still a few days left for you to join my master class called Spiritual Reset for 2021. I invite you to head to my website to learn about signing up for that. Here is where we're going to use learn some tools to help you start 2021 with mindfulness and intention. So we'll go a little deeper into some of what we just started here. Also, my book is a daily devotional called The Holy in the Everyday. I am so honored that this is now starting very soon. I invite you to go to my website at revcarla.com and learn about that and ways that you can participate. And now for the question for this week is, do you believe in the afterlife? Part of me just wants to go yes and be done with it. But I know you're looking for more answers than that. I will tell you that my views on heaven and the afterlife have changed as I, as I left my evangelical Christian roots and learned to experience the sacredness as it's offered in the wisdom of the world religions, but also outside of world religion in the inner spiritual experiences. And what I know is enough to say this, that there is something out there on this, on the other side of uh, the heaven. 
What exactly it is, I don't know. I've got great peace that something awaits. I have been um, trained as an end-of-life doula. And based on that training and then also being present when there were people who were actively dying, I can tell you there's too many experiences of times when ancestors come into the room. I can also tell you there's a, a, a marvelous experience that of people talking about uh, as, as people are, are, are what I call moving through the heavenly veil or the veil is thinning and they're moving closer to dying, where they talk about little people coming in. And I've had some people say, Carla, do you see them? They're sitting on your shoulder. Carla, do you see them? They're sitting on the floor. Do you see them? They're smiling at you. My friends, those are not all coincidences. I think that we know so little about spirituality and the question of God who God is, how God shows up, what God is. If anybody tells you that they've got this figured out and they speak in absolutes, I would run away because I'm more comfortable in not knowing and accepting and embracing that spirituality is about understanding that in this human experience, we as souls having a human experience, the first thing we embrace is that in this context of time, this is what we know. But as we continue to grow, as we continue to evolve, we'll, we learn more. And I'm okay with that. I'm sorry I cannot give you more absolutes, but that's the, que that's the answer that I'm at peace with. Okay, beloveds, I'm honored to be in this space with you, and I pray you receive something. I know I did because the teacher teaches what she needs to hear. And now, beloveds, go in peace and be at peace. Go in love and may you be loved. And go and know that others are on this journey with you. You are not alone. You are seen and deeply and unconditionally loved just the way you are. Blessings on your week, and I'll see you soon. Bye for now. If you like what you heard today, be sure to like and subscribe to Spirituality Matters wherever you listen to podcasts. To have your question featured on an episode, email us at spiritualitymatters at revcarla.com. This is the last week for Spiritual Reset 2021 Masterclass. Head over to revcarla.com to reserve your seat before it's over. Holy in the Everyday is Rev Carla's unique daily sacred course to help you expand your spirituality and offers different course levels to match your spiritual needs. You can purchase your subscription today at RevCarla.com. As always, follow at RevCarla on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest for more spirituality teachings. Bye for now!